0: The World Snow Goose Hunting Championship is brought to you by Sitka, Banded, Beretta, Jeb's Choke Tubes, Winchester, Lucky Duck, Nordic Components, Avery Outdoors, Greenhead Gear, Yeti, Toe Tags, Mossy Oak, and RNT. Brought to you also in part by Max Prairie Wings, Arkansas Game and Fish, Delta Waterfowl, Ducks Unlimited, and Arkansas Hunters feeding the hungry
1: Podcast World, what's up? Chat Belding back at you. Another episode of the Foul Life Podcast. Thank you guys so much for the support and girls. I love to see the audience number grows. We're only 60 days in on this podcast. And thank you for listening to our sister podcast, This Life Ain't For Everybody. We're a little over a year old there and it continues to grow very humbling. Please tell a friend. Please subscribe. Please leave us a rating. Please leave us a review. Hopefully it's five stars. But if we suck, don't be afraid to tell us that too. Today's episode of the Foul Life Podcast is brought to you by our friends. Stuttgart, Arkansas, the duck capital of the world, the home of the world championship duck calling and we're talking about none other than max prairie wings you've seen them on tv you've seen them in their catalog you've seen them online and hopefully you've got to visit stuttgart arkansas and walk through the doors this is disneyland for duck hunters they also offer services for big game turkey fishing but they're known as the disneyland for duck hunters once you walk through these doors you never want to leave so we're proud to have a partner like max prairie wings they have supported our brands including banded and avery and greenhead gear for too many years to count they are one of the why Bandit has had the success that we've had over the last 10 years. If it wasn't for Max, I truly believe we wouldn't be where we're at right now. Today, I am joined by two of the Max Prairie Wings crew, Lauren and Adam, and we are going to discuss several things. We're going to start with just a little bit of a warm-up of what is going on right now in Max. It's duck season right now. Is this, a, is this a fun time of year for you guys, or does it stress you out to the point to where you can't wait for these 60 days to be gone?
2: the stressful parties leading up to this time you've got christmas and duck season all at once 60 days coming right at you with with christmas involved it, it's a madhouse in front of that store madhouse in the back of the store it's just total chaos
1: and what about you? Are you what? What do you do for the company?
3: Yeah, so I do um, a little bit of the social media, and then I also do email marketing. Um, so, and I'm I'm kind of, I guess, the planner around here. Um, You're the organizer. Yeah, you, you the organize organizer.
2: You. Yeah, yeah, the rest long, of us fly by the seat of our pants. Yeah,
3: I try to keep them you all. You've
2: Gotta in have track. a balance. That's right. So, how long have you been with Max?
3: Um, I've been here for about a year and a half. You
1: spell your name L A U R E N. That's right. Pretty yeah. good, huh? Yeah. You spell your name A D A M. <laughs>
2: sometimes <laughs> <laughs>
1: so you kind of you run the, some of the social media are you do in the casual the casual wing are you doing all of max and uh, all of the pages
3: Um, i do not do the casual wing Um, there is a girl actually on that side who manages that part but i do um twitter facebook and instagram for max pw
1: how important is social media to the the current state of affairs within the realms of max prairie wings
3: it's pretty important i would say um I think it is something that we're definitely growing on. Um, It's been a learning process um, for sure. But I think that it's definitely important and you guys will see more of it from us, I think, in the future
1: as far as all of the applications as, go all the formats Facebook Instagram all Yeah, of them. a
3: little bit of YouTube. Um we've got some things in the works for that. Um hopefully within the coming year just some just just to try to do a little bit more um, than what we have in the past and to kind of be a little bit more um on top of the content. Um that's something that I feel like we haven't done as well maybe um in the past, so that's something we're, we're working on it for the future. So
1: Being such an organized soul, like you say you are, self acclaimed, I'm sure you have uh, what they call anxiety when, like, yesterday was pretty busy. I've seen it way busier in here, you know? But I mean, yesterday was steady. Does it give you anxiety when you see how much energy is in this room? I mean, it's amazing to me that that many centralized duck hunters, I was talking to Adam and Chuck last night again about when. When duck hunters come to Arkansas, I'm not sure that they plan on Max first or a Mallard duck first. Maybe the flooded right. timber, but it's almost like they are not coming here without coming to Max. Probably every day. Yeah, there's actually a lot of shuttle services from, our, you know, from outfitters and guides. So, being who you are and the way that you live your life, Lauren, does it get stressful when you see all the energy in the room, or does it get you to the point of like, hey, you got to be, you know, on your A game all the time?
3: Yeah, I think it's more of we need to be on our A game all the time, um, and it just helps me want to stay more organized, and so. I I tend to not necessarily look at this season, but I'm already on to the next season. So, right now, I'm thinking about things that we can do differently for 2020, 2021 season versus like right here in the moment, what's going on now. Um, Because we're, like he said, you know, we plan everything in advance. And so it's kind of like it's hectic before season ever gets here for us. So, you know, I guess I'm getting more stressed thinking about next year. <laughs> it's kind of crazy to think about, but, um,
1: do you still, even with that kind of approach and Adam, you can touch on this too. You gotta like stop and smell the coffee though. Smell the roses. Drink the coffee and smell the roses. You gotta have a lot of coffee to work here. You gotta keep up with Chuck Locke. You gotta have a lot of caffeine in your body. The dude does not stop. But it's almost to where like I get so happy when I'm in here and I take a lot of it in. I relish in it. I like to see the stuff that's going on. I love the, I've been addicted to maxed. Prairie Wings t-shirts for 20 years now. I always buy them here. I have a ton of them. Um, I just love the idea of the culture of this place. There's such a culture within the doors of this place that Marion, his dad, Mac, and then, you know, Chuck has continued on with you guys. It's all, it's such a family orientated business. I, I just think that, you know, you can't look too far past what's going on. Cause I think one day you're going to look back and go, dang it, man, I should have, you know, said, said, you know, Talk to a few more customers when they're in here, because man, if you could just interview every customer who walks through here, the, I guarantee you, ninety-nine percent are going to be like, "Oh my god, this place is amazing!" Yeah, right? yeah, that's we what's hear cool it all to the me.
3: time. Yeah, like especially people who have never been here before. Like we, I mean, all the time, just review reviews and different things like that that people leave Um, and just the things that you hear from the customers like we've gone before it's crazy you know they'll call everybody in the backup sometimes to come help in the front especially on really busy weekends and so we might be up at the registers you know helping them bag or something and you just to hear the customers while they're waiting to be checked out you know like looking around they're like oh my gosh like this place is insane so um it is it is cool
2: there's not many places you can go Walk into a store, see a giant, giant elephant on the wall or ducks hanging from the ceiling, polar bear with a Coke can in its hand waving at you. <laughs> we have got it all in this store.
3: Yeah.
1: you got it all, and I think that's why there's never a irritated customer for the long lines at the cash registers, because you you get stopped at a stoplight, and you're just like, man, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. You get in a line at max, you're like, you enjoy it, there's conversation going on, everybody's wearing camo, everybody's got their blue jeans tucked into their boots, everybody's got their duck call in the left chest pocket of their flannel. It's a different atmosphere down here. It's a different culture. It's so special. I get, I'm lucky and humbled enough to travel the world chasing ducks and geese. I love it. Um, I do not take one second of it for granted. Sometimes I get a little feeling of burnout or a little tiredness, but I also, I just think back to like, man, who wouldn't want to be doing this if you love a duck or if you love the culture? But when you come to Stuttgart and I don't care if you're at gumbo or the world duck, but always at max, the parking lot, the street in front of it, pulling up to it, the back of it, rich and toned duck calls next door. There's just something about this place that's different than any other hunting destination in the world. And I talked to some gentlemen last night at the lodge that I don't know if there's anywhere else in the world. There is, don't get me wrong, and worldwide. A lot of people go to Canada. But when you're in Canada you don't see this culture. In Canada duck hunting is not a cultural thing. Americans go there to do it, but the locals are like, "Why do you what are you guys doing?" When you come to Stuttgart, this is a this is unbelievable. Every cafe, every truck, cars are pulling boats and then it's just like everybody knows what they're doing there is some competition there is a little ego involved but there's so much love and culture in it that it's the most special 60 days and the most special place to spend those 60 days in the country it's a religion people look forward to it when they don't get their way with mother nature and the weather they almost go into a mad state of depression it's true but it's just like unbelievable that i think some of it gets taken for granted by the locals and i'm sure that that's well warranted with you guys but it's there's no place like it on earth to where people will fly privately or commercially land at an airport in little rock get a rental car drive 60 miles or make the trip from florida a guy came here nine hours every weekend he comes to his lease i don't know if there's another place in the continental united states that people flock to like for a duck there's great duck hunting all over idaho washington montana north dakota south dakota the eastern shore of maryland it's not going on there not saying there's no culture. I'm just saying there's nowhere like this, and Max is right in the heart of it, and Max helped build that culture.
2: You know, some of that culture started, and I could be wrong about this, but back in the 30s, did you ever hear the story of the ducks falling from the sky?
1: No, tell me. Is this when Claypools was taken, or that was a little later, huh?
2: That would have been later, but I'm pretty sure whoever knows the story, don't kill me, days are probably wrong. Anyway, in the 30s, ducks literally fell from the sky they were frozen. It, got, it had gotten so cold in the, up in the atmosphere that where they were flying, it froze their wings. They literally fell from the sky onto Main Street in Stuttgart, Arkansas. No way. Literally. Is that a myth? That's a true that story. Is, yeah, I thought it was a myth. I, I was thinking, no, nah, whatever. But no, it's a, it is a true story. They will tell you that at the museum.
1: Wow. That would probably never happen again, ever. All right. I guess you can't say never. But, you know, I'm just saying like the culture here is so special and it's just such a cool place. You wish you could be here all the time. You're going to have slow days here just because it's the duck capital of the world. You're not going to kill them every day. Whether you're a local, whether you're hunting rice, whether you're in the trees, it doesn't matter. You're not going to get them every day. This is a terrible weather trend right now. Thunderstorms, lightning, and then it goes to 55 degrees with no wind, with the high ceiling and overcast and dark and gloomy and ugly. And I love sunshine. You got to have sunshine to be in the trees in Arkansas. I don't have to, but it's the best. But that's where the culture comes in. You can still experience duck hunting at its finest without pulling the trigger when you're in Stuttgart, and that's why people come here year after year. They book their trips two, three years in advance with some outfitters, not knowing that Mother Nature is going to throw a curveball like she just did the last 72 hours, and they're in Max, they're at the refuge, they're at the bistro, they're at their clubhouses, they're at their camps it's it's just it's amazing culture and that's why it's so special to be here because you know that you got so much other culture of the duck hunting assembly around you that you don't you don't have necessarily have to smoke them every day it's nice it's mm-hmm. put you know it's icing on the cake but we're here to talk about something that you guys started last year and sometimes when you hear contest involved with hunting it's can be looked at as a negative and there's a lot of due diligence. There's a lot of, of study. And like I said, due diligence that has to go into an event like this and there's hunting events. There's, I mean, tons of fishing events, Bassmasters, for example, but there are a lot of these guys are putting the fish back. They're fishing for money and they're putting the fish back into that lake, that body water. We're talking about the 2020 world championship snow goose hunting. And this is a team event. It takes place starting in February, and it runs through?
2: It's February 1st and 2nd.
1: February 1st and 2nd, and is there a general area that you have to hunt in?
2: State of Arkansas.
1: State of Arkansas. And last year, there was 31 teams. We're getting 50 to 55 teams this year. That's our goal. And you sign up by?
2: You go online at com and click on... Click on uh, the <laughs>
3: – There's a link um, yeah, on, right, on the, right, the homepage down. of our website. Yeah. A yeah. banner link. Yeah. Um, we've also posted it um, across all of our social sites That's as well, right. so you can go there, and and there's links um, where you can find to get back to all the information about the event. Um, but the last day to register is actually January 24th, 24th yep. um, at, by 5 p.m.
1: And, and where, where I was going, how I intro that is that there's rules and regulations. There's ethics involved in contests. There is, yes. it's not a no holds bar. do whatever it takes to win the trophy. There is still the responsibility of being a legal, ethical hunter, conservationist and respecting the resource and not just a no holds barred kind of attitude. And that's, if you guys don't want to talk about that, I completely understand. I just want to make sure that people understand that we're not here going, hey, we're killing snow geese for money. This is mm-hmm. an ethical contest that is very well secure Mm -hmm. and it's very you know watched and published to where people can't they they don't want to mess up in this this is something that we want to put a a a brightness on you know something that's positive for the hunting community we're talking about snow geese that are hunted you know throughout the fall but come spring in the depredation conservation season a lot of states are you can use electronic calls there's no plug in your gun you can use extended magazines you can shoot pretty much as many as the day will allow there's i think that there's no i don't think there are any states with a limit anymore there iowa i think was the last one where you had a 20 bird limit arkansas is am i safe to say that there's no limit in arkansas that is right you can pile them up and the reason for this conservation hunt is that the federal government is trying to control in or manages a better word the population of snow geese snow geese are derooters they are greedy they are everywhere they're breeding you know last year there was some of the eggs covered up by a late snowstorm that affected the juvies but snow geese are everywhere they're plentiful and this federal government is trying to keep them under control because sooner or later if they continue to grow at the rate they are they'll develop a disease and wipe the entire species out and that's what you don't want to do so they are relying on conservationists You know, i.e. the hunter, the number one conservationist in the world to help with this. Now, with that being said, you could probably go out and hunt a season like this and kill two, 300 of them a day and not put a dent in them. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of snow geese. Right. We're trying to manage them. And that's what this contest is doing. It's getting people involved in that kind of management, you know, initiative. So I don't know if that's where you guys are looking at it as that's how I look at it because I don't want to go into a hunting contest because I've been in a lot of predator hunting contests. I've been in some other ones to where I've seen it happen to where people are like, I'm winning this no matter what. And I don't, I don't like that when it, comes to disrespect and resource is bad rap as a coyote gets. I've always said that they're the most Mm -hmm. respectful, adaptable animal on the planet. We've moved into their territory and then we want to get, you know, upset because our cat's missing, you know, that's, we got to manage our predators, but they're still respectful animals. And so is the snow goose. So with that being said, this is an exciting thing to where these teams get fired up. It brings the community close together and you have these guys out there working one, like we said, conservation, but now you have... A contest that people have a chance to win. What? What are we talking about? First, second, third.
2: How? What? What are the prizes? Winner takes all. Winner takes all. Winner takes all.
3: Yep. And the total um, grand prize package for this year is fifty thousand um, four hundred dollars. So say that again. Fifty thousand four hundred dollars. But that's yes. not in
1: cash.
2: That's got to no. be it's in, in prizes. prizes yes. No. In some cash. No. Uh,
3: <laughs> all
2: no gift cards, yeah, the, shotguns, and components just, and ammo.
3: Just Fifty
1: thousand four hundred goes to the team, and how many people can be on a team?
3: Ten people.
1: Ten people on team, and that mm-hmm. sounds like a lot. But when you're putting out a snow goose hunting rig, that's not enough. That's, yeah. <laughs> you need about right. forty to, <laughs> right. to put them out. So, is it is it something to where there's rules on how the hunting has to be? Does it have to be decoyed, or can they jump shoot? Is there anything going on on that?
2: <laughs> well, you can't. You 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 cannot jump them at all. You have they have to be decoyed. Decoys, they have to be put out. They cannot be put out before 3 a.m., right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we have a a field judge on site that helps regulate every team that's out there. There's a spotter
1: at every team. Yes. Yes. Oh, this is legit. See, this is where I was getting. This is awesome. So that doesn't happen a lot in in predator hunting tournaments. Mm -hmm. There's a spotter. You got to be on your A game. And then obviously, there's still the legal part of it to where, you know, this might be where there's officers of the law wardens around to where you don't want to ever mess up so that's that's a big time deal in this so really what you guys are doing is you're putting together a snow goose management contest really to get more people involved you're getting max involved in that and you're also getting the arkansas snow goose hunter now that's my next question lauren is can you be a non-resident and participate
3: yes you can be um you don't have you just have to hunt within the state of arkansas
1: you have to stay within the range, which obviously the spotter is going to
2: make sure mm-hmm. that you don't go into southeast Missouri or Louisiana or anywhere right, or any other bordering states. We right. probably had about half the teams from Arkansas and a half from out of state, wouldn't you say, last yeah. year? Yeah,
3: yeah, that we had a, quite a bit that were from out of state. And honestly, I mean, people were pretty spread out as far as, like, where they were hunting it, because that's something that we require them turn in is, like, where they're mm-hmm. going to be. Um, and, it, I mean, we had people – All, all over. I feel like, especially like northeast Arkansas, um, kind of all the way down,
2: down the east side. As as I was going through, kind of just reviewing the teams from last year, there was none that said Stuttgart, 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 or Umfrey or Umfrey. They were all just different cities. Yeah,
3: it was, it was pretty spread out. Um, so,
2: so with it being a two day tournament,
1: Lauren you can legally hunt legal shooting hours 30 minutes before sunrise to sunset
3: to 30 minutes before sunset before sunset
2: mm-hmm. it's all legal federal, yeah. regulations. federal regla-
1: regulations the first day gets over let's say we had a pretty good hunt does the team keep their snow geese and count them with the second days
3: so how that will work is that each day so that the, the They'll hunt Saturday and they'll hunt Sunday, so Saturday they have to their judge will have to call in their bird count at three p m and then they'll have to transport transport their birds to Stuttgart, so they'll have to bring them here to max and they have to be here by five p m The birds will so the reason for the judge calling in the count is so that they they can't stop somewhere and meet a buddy to, you know to pick up more Smart. birds before mm-hmm. they get but here why, to turn why in. at
1: three instead of legal shooting hours
3: um. Well, because they have to have the birds here by a specific time.
1: So you're really so, not getting a full-day hunt. Yeah. You have to be done hunting at 3 pretty much to get them here on time. Yeah.
3: Right. And and the reason for them bringing the birds, another thing about that is that we are donating all the birds um, to Arkansas Hunters Feeding the Hungry. And they actually take those and process them. Wow, that's awesome. So we, we don't want... Um, we don't want the birds sitting out overnight and then turn them in the next day. Perfect. And you know, that'd be, that'd be so. Like, these
1: birds are going and they're actually getting butchered and processed yes. by an organization that's going to feed the, the homeless and the hungry. Right. Mm-hmm. And that is
2: so awesome. It also goes back to our school systems as well. And some of the um, take home backpack programs.
3: Yeah.
1: So that's going to be put into the form of maybe pepperoni sticks, something that'll have some exactly. sustainability. Sticks. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome.
3: Yeah.
1: So everything wrapped into a nutshell, as far as that part of it makes it all worth it Yeah. because nothing's going to waste. You're you're managing this population that the feds have initiated this season 10, 15 years ago to manage them. They are still out of control. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But- it's it's things that of that nature of being able to feed the hungry, feed the homeless, help the military, back to school programs, backpack programs. That's what hunters do. That's the heart of a hunter. Right. And that's why I wanted to start it off to where these kind of things could have a tendency or a potential to get a black eye because people could do it. They get a no holds barred attitude of they're going to do whatever it takes to win. Mm-hmm. And I just want to take that out of it, that it's bigger than that. Yes. It's more than that. And there's two big factors of that, the conservation part of it and the management and then given back mm-hmm. and I think that the way you guys are doing it is so key with the field judges and the calling in and all of the things all, obviously you guys have done your homework because there are you know ways that uh, to get around a lot of that you know stop in have a freezer full of them that's been thought out I mean there's ways around it but you guys have done your due diligence to where that anything crazy happened last year in
2: the initial year of the inauguration year of this? Nothing crazy, just there are, there's always going to be unforeseen things that happen on the first of everything. You, you know what I mean? But it was a success. Yes, definitely.
1: And what, um, do, do you remember what the team, what the harvest was for the team that won it the first year?
3: Do you remember that number? I think I it was like. I don't remember the number, but they won by three. Yeah, four. they won by three or four, but it was like 230 something birds, I want to say. Something like that.
1: Nice for a two yeah. day count. Mm-hmm. It's And, in and February. last year was
3: rough. So. Yeah. Because it's,
1: it's like that is the very beginning stages of the conservation season. Right. You know, the birds are just now starting to think, hey, it's time to move north.
0: Mm-hmm. And the
1: reason that a snow goose moves north and the reason that snow goose hunting is so dependable on juvies is that the adult birds go first because they have to mate they have that that sexual organ telling them hey we have to get back to mate to get on our nest to have our eggs all of that and the juvies can't mate for the first 2 or 3 years so they're just like lounging they're mm-hmm. kicking back so that tail end is usually so a lot of these guys that are hunting this this first stage of it are probably trying to decoy and trick we you know, those birds that have been, been there, done that. So that could play a part of it too. I mean, you gotta be a good hunter to win this thing. Right. You have to have a good decoy spread. You have to have all of the speakers. And I mean, it's a snow goose spread is amazing of what goes into one of them. I don't know if you guys have done it, but it's a pretty amazing feat to pull it off and to have a successful spring
2: season snow goose hunt. You don't get up five minutes before. Shooting hours, run out there and hunt. No, no. I
1: think that people like Vandemore and the people that do it consistently, I think they're crazy. I think there's something wrong with a snow goose hunter and especially a snow <laughs> goose guide. They're just nuts. I'm just like, what are you doing? I mean, they're out there at two in the morning. But man, days. that's
2: the culture you speak of. I know, I mean,
1: but dude, it's crazy. Well, like, what, a,
2: what about duck hunters that go out and break ice? It's crazy. I mean, that's We're insane. nuts. Who would do that? What no do you, normal person goes out to break ice to shoot at a bird and stand in freezing, literally freezing cold water.
1: Fist fights at the boat ramps, boat races, all this <laughs> stuff going on. And it's like, right. there's just like, it's just a crazy mentality that these, I mean, our, you know, slogan that's on the side of our trailer and our TV shows that we merely exist in a duck's world. People are like, well, what does that mean? I'm like, I don't know. You tell me. I mean, every move I make pretty much throughout the year depends on a mallard duck. You know, I plan travel around it. I plan my finances around it, my expenditures around it, my recipes around it, my freezer capacity around it. I mean, everything I do is centered around like, well, I can't go to this guy's wedding because... He's getting married in duck season and that's not going to work. And obviously I'm going to forget his anniversary every year. So that's out. And I mean, just everything just wrapped around this whole ideology of like, we're controlled by him and deer hunters are the same way with deers and turkey hunters down South are the same way, you know, you know, Alabama, Georgia, Arkansas, it's just, it gets in your blood and it, and it takes over. And that's what happens with these snow goose hunters, right? They get mesmerized by these big spreads and moving them. And, and the, the, the whole approach that it takes to be successful is amazing. To it, it's like it's being a, a football coach. You got to lay out a game plan and and know how to decoy them, know what they do, how they jump ahead of the Dex birds, and where to put your feeding decoys and your walker decoys and your resting decoys. It's a lot that goes into it. Then your vortex machines and your motion, and then where which direction to point your speakers in, and how do you combat a no wind day? And what days the snow geese migrate back to the north on? And they're reading all these forecasts and trying to book their hunters on you know to have the best opportunity and odds of having a successful hunt. Once you get a successful hunt, that's what gets you addicted when you have a, a, an extended magazine 12 gauge with nine in the magazine and one in the chamber and you're getting an opportunity to shoot a case of shells a piece a day it's it's kind of a cool deal but i just wanted to make sure that we keep in mind that we got to respect that resource too that we are hunting a live animal and that's Absolutely. not to be there's a responsibility that goes with that and you guys have obviously covered all the basis on that mm-hmm. so what do people have to look forward to as far as the max prairie wings culture during this contest are we having dinners are we having a banquet is there anything going on as far as within the store property sales
2: is there a sale going on oh well we always have something for sale and hopefully i'm sure there'll be something on sale for you for sure
1: and what about food do you guys gonna have any kind of food here
2: for you i'll have have you a burger if you come come
1: down for it and just hang out (laughs) i think you should
2: i just want to see it if you come down i'll cook you a steak on a traeger
1: Sure, definitely. All right, we'll get a trigger. Lauren, what do you like to eat?
3: Uh, I'm a meat eater for sure. You're
1: a carnivore. Yeah. What, do you like wild, right. Do you like wild game?
3: Yes, I love wild game. Do you Our hunt? freezer is always always stocked. <laughs> do you hunt? I do a little, a little bit when we have time. <laughs> Are you married? I am. You're yes. married.
1: Does your husband hunt? Yes,
3: he does. Duck
1: hunt, deer hunt. He does it all. Yeah, he does it all. Is yeah. he addicted? Oh yes. Does it drive you crazy? Yes. No,
3: not too bad. Are you offended by
1: the sound of a duck call?
3: No. You get kind of used to it when you work here. Yeah,
2: no Not going to lie.
3: It kind of becomes, I don't know.
2: I know I'm with you. You just, you just drown <laughs> it out. It's kind of yeah. like when you go to bed and people have a fan in their bedroom. They help drown out and go to sleep. It's the same thing with the duck calls with us. You, you hear yeah. them day in, day out for eight, I can hours drown a out a
1: fan, but I can't drown out a snore. I, I I ask and interview every person that's going to sleep in a lodge, do you snore? And if I get one ounce of weirdness that I think that they're lying or fibbing, because there's 17 things a human being can do to give off that they're telling a lie. <laughs> and if they give me any instance, I'm like, nope, you're out. You're on the. I did it last night. I'm like, Chris, do you snore? He's like, no, like, you're on the couch. That's
0: funny. <laughs> because they snore
1: like a freight train. You can't fall right, asleep. There's right. Right? So just some things I can't get over mentally to fall asleep in. Even if I have earplugs in, you can still hear it. I don't know how we're getting off on that, but... <laughs> I think it's awesome. I think that this is something that can be, you know, showcased and done the right way in the right in the with the right mentality and the right people involved, the right judging, the right scoring system and I and I I don't see how it could get a black eye because this is what the conservation season is for.
3: Yep. And to kind of to kind of loop back around to, you know, us giving back and this whole competition is pretty much we planned it based on giving back, you know, giving back to conservation and giving back to Arkansas hunter, Arkansas Hunters feeding the hungry. Um a third of or yeah, a third of it, the proceeds Yeah, a third of the proceeds go to um Arkansas Hunters feeding the hungry Delta Water DU. So that's we right. actually we don't keep any of the proceeds at right. all. So and that's something that we I feel like I have heard a little bit of um because people kind of miss that in the rules and the regulations and all the information um that this whole competition is about conservation and about giving back. Um, did so. you
2: did you do the math on that? Yeah, thirty one teams last year, mm-hmm. and we give it all back. D U Delta and Arkansas Hunters feeding the hungry. That's a lot of money.
1: Yeah, how much is it, to enter?
3: It's a thousand. So-
1: It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Just the entry fees is $31,000 going back. Not to mention all the meat and sustainability aspect of it. Mm Exactly.
3: It's perfect. Yeah.
1: It's awesome. It's like, it's one of those things to where it is our job to educate an anti or somebody that is against our lifestyle, heritage, or culture of saying, here's at least before you go vote and pull that ballot of saying Mm -hmm. outlaw this or outlaw that, at least- understand what we're doing, at least understand the amount of money that goes into the habitat and the protection and for pretty much the entire livelihood of these species of animals. I mean, look at what... NWTF, who which is a hunter organization, has done for the wild turkey, RMEF for the elk, Ducks Unlimited, Delta for the for the waterfowl. You can go to the Mule Deer Foundation, Pheasants Unlimited, Quail Unlimited, there's for Pheasants Forever. There's so many of them. Mm-hmm. It, there's one in where I'm from called Nevada Bighorns Unlimited. It's one of the largest state agencies in the country for you know a nonprofit that raises money for the wild sheep and a lot of other habitats and geysers and things that go into our desert ridden state that help these species survive. And once the that that geysers put in it doesn't just take care of their sheep. There's deer and antelope and chucker birds and all these other animals and, and 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 mice and rodents and and predators and mountain lions and everything in the ecosystem that's taken care of through the heart of a hunter. And if we can do our part and educate them, like, hey, don't just judge something because it says that we're having a world snow goose hunting championship. Understand what's going on here. Mm-hmm. These birds need to be managed. The food's going back to take care of the needy, the hungry, the homeless, the kids' backpack program, sticks, snacks, protein source, wild game, stuff that doesn't have a bunch of enzymes pumped into it, being a provider, living that organic, off-the-land lifestyle. There's nothing better. So just at least, you know, give us a chance to say, hey, this is why we do it. We don't need to be judged. If you at least listen to us and then still go vote against us, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. But at least understand what the heart of a hunter does for, and the therapy that it provides for everybody from a returning veteran to somebody that, that is going through trouble. There's a lot of therapy, therapeutic measures that happen in the turkey woods, and the duck blind, and the deer stand. There's a lot. I've seen it firsthand many a times of returning veterans that look at me and go, This is the best day of my life when they see a mallard duck be a mallard duck or a turkey gobble, it's the best day of their life. Yeah. They put their boots back on American soil after they just fought for our freedoms. And you look at them and go, you mean that? And they're like, I can't, I can't tell you what this means. And then you talk to their wife, they're like, he hasn't shut up about it since he got back from war.
2: <laughs> that's it's, amazing. It's yeah. a badass
1: feeling. It's awesome. Yeah. And that's what hunting does. And that's what, what you guys are doing is providing. I can just imagine these kids that are getting this, these families that get to give it to the kids, the look on these, the, 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 the hungry's face when they get to eat these meals. And that's what's important is that that's what's going on here. That's the backstory.
0: Right. Plus,
1: the conservation agencies that are getting those checks from Max Prairie Wings, and they're not bringing in a dime off of the entry fees or any of the money in this deal.
3: Yeah.
2: That's it's exactly awesome. right.
1: It's pretty awesome. I like it. I think I'm going to get a team. You want to be on a team? You can't wear that hat. We're <laughs> have to talk about that. See, I didn't say a name or nothing. I just That's said, right. you can't wear that hat. Nobody Good can job. see us. He's a heck of a hunter, though. Well, guys and girls, Lauren, Adam... I don't know what else to say except congratulations on this. I love the fact. I'm jealous and envy that you get to work here. I live so far away from it. And then I get in such a good mood when I see it. So awesome. My first time I ever came here was 2000. Fred Zink, Kelly Powers were behind the call counter when the call counter before it moved up front. And I just sat there and went, oh, my gosh, look at this. There's actually guys that make the calls, selling the calls. And Kelly was here for Tim Grounds, and Freddie was here when he first started his call company, and right when Avery was started being Avery in 2000, big and launching Greenhead Gear and the Ground Blind and all this energy. And then I went down. I was competing in the World Duck, which I had no business doing. I won in Nevada on a disqualification that the good duck (laughs) over the light. And I got up there and guess what, Lauren? The very first year, I'm on deck you understand competition calling, I'm sure, but on deck is your go next, Yeah, like in a softball game or a football game. I mean, baseball game, John Stevens blows in front of me oh,
2: nice. and I go, <laughs> Oh my God, this doesn't
1: even make sense. He's the best of all time. One of them, my favorite of all time. And the judges are going to hear me after them and they're going <laughs> to literally start laughing. And that's exactly what happened. I remember walking out to the audience and I was kind of thinking some would be surprised. Not one person was surprised that I was cut after the first round, but it was the culture of the place. 4,000 people that year in camouflage, watching these dudes blow a duck call from all these different States and regions. And then just the memories and, and what that started in me of like, that literally started my reign of now it's my 20th year in a row of coming to Stuttgart, Arkansas merely existing in a ducks world. I don't know if I'd come here other than that except now that I'm friends with you guys to come visit and come to your wedding or well, you're already married yeah <laughs> come to come to your birthday party there
2: you go but I just
1: love coming here I can't tell you like this gets me giddy and when I get to drive now I leave here and I just drive a little south of here towards Alzheimer to the Duck Club and meet some more friends and have a great dinner called smothered deer steak mm. sustainability it's amazing recipe I can't tell you how good it is I don't know how he does it, Mr. Billy Bogey, but if you had a chance to eat, I'm going to bring you some someday. I don't know how he does it, but he promised me I'm releasing a cookbook in May and he promised me I get to put this recipe in the cookbook. Nice. But he hasn't given it to me (laughs) and I need it like bad. Everybody, this has been another episode of the Fowl Life Podcast. Please check out Max, M-A-C-K-S-P-W dot com. Click on that banner link for the 2020 World Championship Snow Goose Hunt. Stay ethical, stay legal, and remember the heart of the hunter is why we do it. Giving the meat to the needy, the hungry, the homeless. Giving it back to the backpack program for kids' schools around the Stuttgart, Arkansas area for them to have a protein-enriched diet and nutrition plan. And also giving back money to conservation organizations such as Ducks Unlimited and Delta Waterfowl. Max Prairie Wings does it again. They continue to be an innovator in the industry, in the culture of the American duck hunter. Visit this place online again at maxpw.com. Instagram at Max PW or is it Max Prairie Wings? At
3: Max PW. At
1: Max PW. I'm a follower of them. I always like their pages and I always get so freaking fired up when I see them like one of our pictures. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. Sometimes we tag them. I'm going to start tagging them a lot more during this. Well, you can check out at the Fowl Life TV on Instagram. You'll see a lot more on the 2020 World Snow Goose Championships. Coming up soon, we have about 20 days until it's time to go. February 1st and 2nd. So get your team entered. A $1,000. Remember where those proceeds go. Get out here and win it and raise your trophy. Shake the hands of your competitors. Stay ethical for, for Adam, for Lauren. I'm Chad Belding. Tom, go ahead and hit that button. This song's called My Foul Life, written by yours truly and performed by Todd Thompson
0: and 2AM Logic. Thank y'all. The World Snow Goose Hunting Championship is brought to you by Sitka, Bandit, Beretta, Jeb's Choke Tubes, Winchester, Lucky Duck, Nordic Components, Avery Outdoors, Greenhead Gear, Yeti, Toe Tags, Mossy Oak, and RNT. Brought to you also in part by Max Perry Wings, Arkansas Game and Fish, Delta Waterfowl, Ducks Unlimited, and Arkansas Hunters Feeding the Hungry.